Ready to dominate at the plate? Blast Baseball is trusted by more major league and college teams than any other hitting solution. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 at checkout to save $25. All right, everybody, let's get right into it. I'm Alan Gay, and this is now D1 Speaks. We got a great show today. It's a show that I've absolutely been looking forward to. We have got the head coach of West Valley College here with us. We've got Coach Bobby Hill. Hey, Coach, are you here? I am. I am. Thank you for uh, having me and uh, as one of your guests. I appreciate it. Man, thank you for taking a little bit of time out of your day to, to kind of hop on with us. This is, a, this is a podcast I've absolutely been looking forward to. I got to think that maybe the best way to get it started today is why don't you just tell us a little about you? And, you know, I'm really interested in your playing career. And then ultimately, what really led you into coaching? Yeah, uh, well, I'll be honest with you, not talking about myself is not one of my strong points. Um, I, I'm pretty humbled. Uh, so this, this will be a little awkward for me. But, yes, um, baseball runs deep um, in, in, inside of me. Uh, since I was a very young, young uh, little boy, I mean, I'm talking age four and five, uh, picking up wiffle ball bats and uh, running around and treating my, um, you know, front yard as a ballpark, uh, thinking I was playing at Candlestick Park in San Francisco, uh, playing shortstop for the Giants one day at five years old, throwing tennis balls off the garage and just, uh, you know, hitting home runs and, and kind of doing like a broadcast from what the Giants broadcasters would do when a Giant hit a home run. So it was something that uh, baseball for me was something that I wanted to do at a very young age. Um, and, uh, you know, I just pursued it. Um, you know, I wanted to attend a Division One school. Um, and at the age of 10, uh, I had my eyes set on the University of Miami. I wanted to be a hurricane. And everybody asked me, well, why Miami when you're coming from California 3,500 miles away? And, you know, honestly, the uh, I, I, only thing I can tell them was every time I put the College World Series on at, at, ten, at the age of 10, um, the only team I really only saw on there was the Hurricanes. And the colors stood out to me, and I became a Charles Johnson fan. And that's how the whole Miami Hurricane um, goal for me started. And uh, so you know, I was that fortunate to take a trip down there with my mom and dad on a business trip that my father had and was able to take ground balls there at 12 and Want to be a Hurricane then, um, and, and obviously uh, win a national championship with the Hurricanes and, uh, you know, and hopefully have a chance to play professionally. So uh, this all really started early for me. Um, I was able to achieve uh, and accomplish, you know, all my goals. Um, one, to go to Miami, which I did. Uh, two, to play in the big leagues, which I did. Um, and really the, the, the big one for me was playing for Team USA, and I was fortunate to do it in college. Uh, with the collegiate team, and then um, the last one when when I was playing pro ball, um, I, I was able to qualify um, Team USA for the Olympics, which, as you know, um, is gone and sounds like they're bringing it back. So, um, yeah, that you know, for me, baseball started very young, um, and I was fortunate to get to where I got. Um, but it, you know, the path wasn't easy. Um, there was always some bumps in the road, and um, for me, I I, I use that as a challenge. Um, and, and to get over those bumps and get over the hurdles I need to get over to accomplish what I need to accomplish. And when my playing days are over, um, which to this date, I still haven't told my father I've retired. Uh, I think he knows <laughs> I've retired, but those words, I just, uh, for me, I couldn't do it. 
um, and, and I still can't do it because um, I still feel like I'm kind of letting him down a little bit, even though I know better. Um, but I have a very strong support staff with my parents and my sisters and uh, now uh, back then um, and, and now currently with my wife and my three boys I have at home. Um, so my uh, my support cast uh, is pretty strong and it allows me to do what I wanted to do. And uh, when that day was over for me to not play anymore um, due to injury, um, I decided to uh, go hang out with my freshly newborn son, Bobby, and be a dad and uh, take him to school and that's how the coaching started. Um, you know, I ran into one of my buddies that during Christmas time, around this time, shopping, um, and he pulled me aside and said, "Hey, you ever thought about coaching?" And I said, "Well, I don't know." Um, and there was a high school job opened up uh, as an assistant over at Los Gatos High School, and so I went back, asked my wife, um, "Hey, I just got you know got asked to be a coach," and she turned around and looked at me and said, "You know, you're forever going to need a locker. You need to do it." Um, and, you know, when I got that, uh, the, the green light from her, um, it was something that I wanted to do after my playing day was to give back to the community, give back to the youth, um, give them my experiences that I had as a player um, in a different way, um, in ways that I didn't have growing up. Um, and so this is why I, I, I jumped into to coaching, you know, and it started at the high school level to some travel ball. And eventually I wanted to move up and got an opportunity to uh, do that when, um, the Mission College job um, was brought to my attention to, um, you know, potentially one day go in Division One, hopefully, um, and or coaching professionally, which, you know, I had an opportunity to do that too last uh, two years ago with the Giants, but I was actively back in school, uh, finishing my bachelor's degree. And so that was an importance to me and my family uh, for my career and my future. And so I had to turn that down to be a manager for the San Jose Giants, and um, now I got this brand new facility that I'm opening up for the first time uh, here in January coming up. Um, and yeah, here I am. Here you are. What a rundown. So, kind of working backwards just a little bit. Uh, did I understand you to say that you went back to school? You you got your bachelor's degree. I did. I finished my bachelor's degree um, last March. Uh, so I completed that and now potentially going to be looking into getting a master's um, because if I want to stay at the level I'm at now uh, and be full time, you got to have a master's degree. Um, so, you know, for me, Alan, it was really important for me to finish the school. Um, and it really didn't really hit me until my oldest. Um, once again, I got three boys, my oldest being Bobby, who's 16 and, and a junior in high school, and then an 11 year old named Kane and my seven year old named Camden. But um mm -hmm. My oldest, Bobby, I remember, you know, a few years back, we were taught, my wife was talking to him about school, and, um, you, you know, he's a good student, and my wife was on him a little bit about homework, and I remember he made a comment, and I overheard it in the kitchen, and he told his mom, I don't, I don't know why you're so worried, you know, dad didn't finish school, and he made it just fine, um, and it kind of, it, it stung, I'll be honest with you, it stung, and, and so my wife came out of the room, and she looked at me and I looked at her. I said, I'm going to go get my degree and I'm, uh, I'm going to do it for him. And I, I'm going to do it to prove to him that, yes, you know, I'm, you know, at that age, I was 44 at the time and going to be 45. And, and I have three boys and I work, you know, full time, even though it's a part time job. I'm a father. I'm a husband. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and make time to get this degree. So I, I started it and it took me a year and a half 
Um, and there was a lot of long nights, you know, um, going to bed, starting my homework at 9, 10 o'clock at night when the kids go to bed and staying up till 12, 31 o'clock to submit papers. Um, but it was something that I, I needed to do um, and to show him that, you know, when you put your mind to do something, you will accomplish it. And there's no such thing as I can't, um, which is kind of how, you know, I go about my how I went about my playing days. And even now as a coach, it's, it's kind of something that uh, I instill in my players. Um, about, you know, being determined and, and not giving up and just continuing to push forward even, even when things are not going so well. Um, and, you know, my dad always used to tell me, man, the sun will, the sun's going to shine somewhere tomorrow. So, you know, tomorrow's a new day. Um, and so that's kind of, you know, the path I took. And I finished that degree, and, boy, it felt good when I hit that submit button on that, on that March day, I tell you that. I tell you what. Well, Coach Hill, what a legacy, man. That is so empowering and inspiring. I mean, I love that. I, you know, you are setting a standard for your family, and uh, and that's what it's all about. I mean, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for going through that. And, and as you were going through it, if you had to say what was the most – I don't know what the right word would be, if it would be the most inspiring. And, and what I'm thinking about is my understanding is, you, you know, when you were in high school – your high school team won a league championship, Correct. you know, and, and if I kind of walk through this, be thinking about, man, if you had to say this was the day, this was the biggest day of my career. Was it when you won, you know, your high school league championship? Was it when you won the national championship with Miami? Uh -huh. Was it when you were inducted into the university of Miami hall of fame? Was it when you were with team USA the first time? Was it with team USA representing America in the Olympics? Was it the first time you stepped on a major league baseball field? Or maybe was it the first time that you stepped on a college field as the head coach? Or was it when you hit that submit button and you, you received your degree? And I, I don't want to talk about anything that's family oriented. I just right. want to talk about you and sports and moments that you, you were a part of and that you achieved. Well, you know, to be honest with you, um, the, the degree thing too even goes back to some very special people that were in my life, you know, uh, during the, some of the topics you were just you mentioned right now. Um, you know, Coach Morris, Jim Morris was my, my college coach. Um, and, uh, we, you know, he goes by three because that was his number. So um, he was an influence in this matter as well. And also a gentleman by the name of Turtle Thomas, who was my recruit coordinator at the University of Miami. Um, and also our hitting instructor, um, which – I stay in contact with both those gentlemen almost, <laughs> I mean, frequently. Um, you know, Coach Thomas comes down. We do a hitting camp every November. Um, so th those two are really close, you know, father figures to me. Um, and, you know, they always were on me about finishing school, finishing school, finishing school. And um, they were, you know, after obviously calling my parents, um, they were my first call outside my family to let them know I finished my degree. Um, and I, I needed to, to do it for them as well, because every time I hit that submit button, I looked at my kids, I looked at my wife and I said, it's one more class done. And then I thought about coach Morris and coach Thomas and said, that's one more class done. Um, to the point where when I finally finished it, um, that call was, <laughs> it was refreshing. Um, but you know, I had, I had a really good playing, you know, career, um, I feel like sometimes it wasn't, you know, how I wanted it to end. Uh, but, you know, things happen for a reason. I'm a big believer in that. 
Um, but, uh, you know, honestly, you know, playing high school baseball, it just seemed like um, my father mentioned this to me uh, and my mom that uh, it seemed like everywhere I went um, at a young age, we had my teams had success. And I always usually ended, um, you know, my my career wherever I was at that time with a championship. And it started in high school. Um, you know, I, I transferred high schools and, and ended up going to Leland High School my junior year. Um, and so, you know, I had to go prove prove myself and, and what my worth was then in high school, um, you know, and, and took over a starting position there at shortstop. And, you know, we were pretty good our junior year. And then our senior year, we were all seniors and we won it. And I graduated with being a champion at Leland, um, at Leland High School. And that took me over to Miami. Um, where honestly, you know, like I said earlier, uh, Miami was a, was a school I wanted to go to since I was 10 years old. Um, and to put that uniform on was, whew, was breathtaking. Um, and then finishing my career at Miami, my junior year and leaving with some, you know, I, I know I still hold the stolen base record. Uh, if I would have went back my senior year, I probably would have, uh, have some more records there. Um, that would probably still be standing as well. Um, but I left to go, you know, pursue my, uh, my pro career. Um, but everything I did, Alan, really, everything I do now um, and, and what I did back then, everything is for a reason. Everything is for a purpose. I'm very, I'm still very goal-oriented. Um, and when I hit my goals, it's off to the next. Um, and so, you know, going to Miami, winning a national championship year, leaving my junior year, I left as a champion. Um, you know, playing for Team USA, that, that's a different type of uniform, I'll be honest with you. Um, that, that uniform is special to me. Um, when you represent your country, not once, but twice, um, whew, that, that, that is fun um, because now you're not just doing it for your team or, or for Miami or for the Cubs or the Pirates. Um, you're doing it for your country. Um, that one was special, which is still on my docket list. I want to go back and coach a Team USA team. Um, and so I've been kind of poking um, Paul Sy a little bit about, hey, man, if you get a spot open up, let me know in the summertime. I'd love to go coach Team USA. That's on my to-do list here. Um, but, you know, I've I just been very fortunate, very blessed um, to be able to do things that, you know, a lot of people try to go out, set, set out to go do. Um, and I was fortunate. And um, it just really goes back to having a really good support staff and, and a trust um, factor as well. Um, but just having those right people around you to continue to push you uh, and continue to, you know, not let you slip, not let you fall um, and, and continue to continue that grind that I knew as a player. Um, and really all this now I has, has transitioned for me as a coach. Um, and I basically, I, I honestly coached the way I played um, and I'm still true to it to this date and I still have success doing it. Hey, I just want to thank everyone that is listening. We certainly appreciate your support of Now D1 Speaks. This is a great platform. It gives uncommitted prospects an opportunity to really talk about who they are on the field and the achievements and what it is that they're doing off the field, really their makeup. And it also gives college coaches the opportunity to kind of hop on, talk about their coaching progression and really the institute that they represent now in the direction that the program is heading. If you would like to be part of uh, an environment like this, please reach out to me. Probably the easiest way to get in touch with me is on X. My handle name is at now underscore D1.
reach out to me through a DM. I'll get back in touch with you, and I'm sure we can figure out a schedule. Again, thank you so much for your support. Let's talk about the, the, that in particular. You, you coach the way you played, and, and one of the things that I really picked up on were you're very goal-oriented. Thinking yeah. about all that success that you have had, championships and individual success, team success and individual success, how have you carried those experiences and really molded it into uh, the way you are leading, you know, West Valley College today. How are, how are you creating goals for them that are going to lead them ultimately to championships? Well, the biggest thing, um, you know, that these the youth these days have to understand is there's a lot of steps that you have to jump, and 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 you can't just try to jump all of them at once. There's there's processes that follow it. Um, and, you know, for me, uh, the way I go about it is, you know, you want to play division one baseball. I know what it takes to get you there. Um, you know, you want to play professional baseball. I played at every level professionally until I got to the big leagues and spent five years doing it. I know what it takes to get there, but I also know what it takes to fail. And there are a lot of players and coaches now that coach, that, you know, I can go ahead and say, hey, man, I, I played at every single level that you possibly want to play at, and I failed at every single one of them. Um, and I think that, you know, for me is what separates, you know, how I coach with how others coach. Um, it's not a cookie-cutter method. Um, it's being basic, going back to basic fundamentals, understanding that that player is really not trying to strike out the bases loaded and no outs in the ninth inning. Um, you know, the shortstop's really not trying to make an error. Uh, the pitcher's really not trying not to throw strikes. I, that's the part that I understand. Um, there's a lot of pressure that goes on to these players, and I had it. I felt it. Um, so I know what these players go through. And there are coaches who play. There's some who play professionally that we coach around. You can tell which one's get it and which ones kind of don't um but you know you get coaches that played some college baseball too i played at every level possible and i've i've had success but what people don't see is all the failure i had too all the you know disappointments the the strikeouts the errors the getting thrown out still in bases um you know losing a game you know for my team um, those are the things that people don't read, right? They, they only read the good stuff about you. But for me, like I tell my players is you're playing for a coach that understands what it takes to be successful and what it takes to fail at every level that you're trying to get at. And I'm here to help you through it. And it's not just on the field stuff. It's really off the field. You know, I build a really tight family team team. Um, my phone's never off. My, my phone, they can call me at 10, 11 o'clock at night. They need to get a hold of me. If they need to chat, they need to talk. Um, my coaches are all the same way. Uh, and, and so I really build that, that chemistry with my teams as there's nothing that you can't or trust, I should say, um, that you can't come and talk to me about things. Um, because baseball is hard enough as it is. Um, and so I need to be there for them not just on the field, but I need to be there for them off the field. Um, and so for me, when I decided to go ahead and do and, and jump into coaching, you know, I always told myself, I don't want to be the cookie cutter coach. I don't want to be, as they call now, the new school coach. Um, I'm built old school and with the new school kind of twist. 
And so you put the two and two together, man, and I've had success doing it. Um, you know, there are times where, you know, I'm upset at the guys and, and, you know, I have to get on them a little bit. But at the same time, you know, once I get on them and I, I, I send my message to them, you know, they can go ahead and walk by me and I can pat them on the shoulder and crack a joke with them. And they, they're going to be like, oh, man, he just jumped us right now. Now he's smiling, having a good time. Yeah, I do. And I guess I am going to have a good time. Uh, I was upset. I, I, I made my point. I said what I needed to say. Now it's not personal. Let's get over it. But let's go win a ball game now. And you can walk by me afterwards and, and, and just be you. And I want these kids to be themselves. I don't want them to feel like a coach has to be the dictator. Um, I didn't have coaches like that. Uh, and I know there are a lot of coaches out there that feel like the dictatorship is the way to go. And for me, that's not the way to do it. Um, my players need to be able to trust who's leading them. And if they can trust the leader, then they'll follow. And, you know, our model here, you know, I know I'm taking a brand new program over at West Valley. Um, you know, like I said, I inherited a $34 million, beautiful stadium out here. Uh, the facilities I inherit is probably the best in this area. And it's division one, like at a junior college level. Um, and so I'm taking a brand new program over that um, have had much success lately. Um, so I inherited this program really late, but left a program that I rebuilt at Mission, and it's the same school district. Um, so for me, you know, with West Valley now and, and being the skipper here and the leader here, my model doesn't change. Um, and, you know, it's a, a brand new home, but the philosophy is the same. And, and uh, you know, we tell our guys, um, myself and my coaches, hey, we can lead the horse to water, but we can't make them drink it. And I just tell my players that all the time. Just drink the darn water, man. It, it, just take a sip. And then next thing you know, you're going to drink a glass of it. But just keep drinking the water. Regardless of how many times you fail, just keep drinking it. There's a, there's a process behind all of it. Um, and and just, just drink the water and you watch what happens. And so that's just been my model since I started coaching is be a player's coach. And don't just say you're going to be a player's coach. Actually show them that you're a player's coach. Um you know, I still go take batting practice with my guys out there. I still take ground balls with them on game day out there. I'm still part of them. Uh, I'm forty, going to be 46 years old, but I still act like a kid, I guess. And you know what? As long as I'm still on the baseball field, it's a kid's game. And I'm a coach, but I'm still going to be a kid. Um, and I have a good time doing it until the, until the last day I don't ever step on a baseball field. I'm going to have fun doing it. I just do it in a different manner now. Coach Hill, man, you are fantastic. I loved listening to you. I'm getting fired up. And I was sitting here kind of thinking to myself, well, of course you're taking batting practice. You've never retired. At least that's what you told your dad, right? So, of course <laughs> you're out there retired. taking it, right? <laughs> it, uh, you know, the bad, bad part is, though, is when your 16-year-old son starts out hitting you now or out throwing you. It's like, oh, Jesus, um, I'm getting old. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's, it's fun when I take ground balls with, um, with the guys out here, man, or take BP. And, you know, some guys are like, man, can you look at that coach over there doing it? You know what? I'm having fun. And that's what this game is about. It's about having fun, but yet getting after it. And you can do both. You don't have to do it one way. Um, there's a way to do both. And you can have fun and get after it, not just have fun and not get after it. Um, and just go have fun while you do it. Because like I, like I tell my guys all the time, I even tell my own son, you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. So enjoy today because today, man, could be the best of your life. And tomorrow, man, things can change in a heartbeat. So instead of being Debbie Downer 
or or poor me or drag your blanket because you struck out or made an error just pick that blanket up man wrap it around yourself tight and say you know what man this is like my dad told me the sun's gonna shine again tomorrow man tomorrow's a new day so um you flush it quick and, and move on fast and just continue to smile because until that game gets taken away from you i miss playing i'm not gonna lie i tell them all i miss playing um you know and uh, if I could change it and put my and, and put the spikes back on and go back out there between those white lines, man, I'd do it tomorrow. Um, I'd do it today, and I tell my guys, "Be fortunate, man. You guys are lucky. You're doing something that you know. I wish I can continue to do." And I get asked all the time to go play slow pitch softball and in men's leagues. I can't do it. I won't do it. Um, I just for me, it's, yeah, it, it's I'm competitive in, in a way that uh, you know. I don't know if I could just play in, in a men's league. I just, I don't know. Um, so I, I'll just, I'll golf. Hey, you had tremendous success. You mentioned it earlier at Mission College. I mean, a ton of success. You, you won coast titles there, I think at least three. You were made playoff appearances several times. You guys, three or four times, made it at Super Regionals. I mean, just a lot of success. And now, you, now you're starting over, in a sense, and, you, and you're at a program that really needs to be built up that has not had that type of success at all. And, and one of the things that you were really talking about so much was trust and, and being a player's, a player's coach, but it was really trust. Coach Hill, do you, as a coach, do you have to earn the trust of your players? Or do you think when you walked in the door, the players automatically trusted you and now you just couldn't lose their trust? You had to be the same person over and over. Well, um, you know, when I started the, the, the high school coaching, um, you know, I was just kind of an assistant. And then the second year I became a head coach at Los Gatos High School. And that's really where it all began, honestly. It, it's a lot of, it was a lot of trial and error. Um, you know, how do I get these guys to trust in what I'm, I'm building here? It's harder now, believe it or not, Alan. It's harder now to coach um, than it was my, when I first did high school baseball, you know, 12, 13 years ago. Um, to going into college, um, it was way easier to coach back then than it is now, um, and we can get into that to that a little bit later. But you know, really for me, the it really started when I was at Los Gatos High School, um, freshly out from playing the game. Um, you know, how do I get the high school kid to trust in what I was teaching them? Um, where do I start from here? So I just said, you know, I'm going to find the best guys on the uh, in the program. We're going to win, and we got jumped out of division, uh, got dropped to, to a lower division. My, my first year as a head coach, cause of the year before we didn't, there wasn't a, a successful one. And so I brought up a bunch of young kids from JV, um, some freshmen. Um, and just because they were freshmen or sophomores, um, if they were better than what I had at the varsity level, they were going to come play for me. I didn't care if you were an everyday star the year before or, or what it that didn't mean nothing to me i was we're gonna get put our nose in the dirt and we're gonna grind and uh, i just want the best players out there and so I, I took a bunch of freshmen and sophomores and we won conference my first year at los gatos um got moved up to, to the higher division the second year and uh we won conference again and went to the playoffs so it really the success of what i built at los gatos um high school is where really all this kind of started um, and then I got approached to potentially coach at Mission College by um, then uh, the former coach, Mike Perez, who was also the athletic director. Um, I guess he, you know, he was 
tracking me around because they would go recruit to Los Gatos High School games, and he was at uh, Mission College and go recruit the players at Los Gatos. But he also, like he told me, he was also recruiting me and watching how I went about my business. And um, I'm I'm close to Coach Perez to this day. We talk frequently. Um, And so he brought me over as an assistant at Mission, um, and then he decided to retire after that year, and I was uh, appointed the head coaching job. And uh, I kind of just started from scratch again. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to do what I did at Las Gatos High School. Um, we're an upcoming program. We're really not on the map. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build a program that Coach Perez left with me because he, he took the program and started to try to rebuild it. Um, and so I, I inherited a program from him. And what I want to do is make him proud. And, and so I didn't want to let him down. And so I just took my philosophy I had in high school at the Las Gatos High School, and, and I took it to Mission College. Um, and my first year as the head coach at Mission College, I, I built the trust with the players um, on how this is how we go about doing things. This is how we're going to take care of the baseball. This is how we're going to work on and off the field. And we're going to get some, some things done around here. And we're not going to back down from anybody. Um, I'm a big believer in, you know, um, going, getting what you want is earned. And you have to you have to go get it, and you have to work hard for it. Um, and so, really, it, I just started what I did in high school. And my first year at Michigan College, I, that first full year, I won conference, and no one expected us to win conference. Um, we had some really talented teams in our conference, and um, there was a point where you know we had to go on the road four games in a row at a very hostile environment, and we got rained out. And so I said, screw it. Just go hop in the vans, man. We'll go play them over there. I don't care. We'll play anybody, anywhere, anytime. And it was that moment right there is where my players kind of finally realized, man, coach, coach still got the burn in him. He still got the <laughs> desire in him. Um, he, he doesn't back down from anybody. And so we went down there. We played him. We swept him for all four games. And that's, I think, honestly, it's, you know, it's not the cockiness, I guess, um, because some people, when I played, they, they thought I was cocky. Um, it, it wasn't that I was cocky. I was just very confident in who I am and, and what I was um, what I was going to go do. And nothing was going to stop me from accomplishing things as a player. And even now as a coach, it's not going to stop me from, from continuing to be successful. And it's not even about wins and losses now at the college level. It, it's about, um, for me, wins and losses come. Um, but it's about the character of the kids. What kind of kid are they when they get to me and, ha- and watching them grow and then watching them leave me and be successful and watch them turn into young adults, to dads, to being a husband. Um, and I still have relationships from my guys from my very first team at Mission College that I'm very close with. Um, so it, 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 it's, it's kind of, you know, for me, it, it's, I really enjoy what I do. I really enjoy, you know, coaching um, and, and doing it the way I feel like it needs to be done. Um, and right now, you know, I, baseball is kind of in an area where, um, in my eyes, it, it's kind of twingling down a little bit. Um, and I'm trying to make sure baseball doesn't – I want baseball to be what it used to be. Um, and, and that's where I still instill now, even at West Valley. So like I said, I'm, I'm coming to a brand new program here. Very successful program at, at Mission College. Um, but now I'm at West Valley, and 
You know, we got a third, like I said earlier, we have thirty-four million dollar facility. It's state of the art, man. A million dollars with the video feeds. There's not one thing that a player needs here. I mean, you want it, we got it. Um, but what also what comes with that is entitlement, and I'm not an entitlement type of coach. Like, you want something, you go earn it. I don't care if it's $34 million facility or not. You're not going to come here because the bells and whistles are shiny and, and, and loud. You're going to come here because you want to be a ball player, you want to get better, and you want to be successful, and you want to get out of here. And you want to continue to be successful until the last day you decide to play the game, but yet you're going to be successful at whatever job you do because that's just what has been instilled in you from the first day you, I've coached you. Well, you just wrapped up the fall with West Valley, and, and now you're on a much-needed winter Christmas break. How are you guys looking coming into the spring? What's your expectation for this spring? Well, um, you know, I think we're going to be very talented. Um, you know, we've got a pretty good team here, um, and the, the, the excitement is real. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, I had some players that left Mission College and followed me. Um, and I inherited, you know, some West Valley players from last year. Um, and uh, you put the two teams together, um, you basically have a conference championship team that came with me from Mission College that are now sophomores here with me at West Valley. Combine those with the successful players that stayed here with me from West Valley. Uh, combine those two teams together, man. Hey, thank you to all the listeners today. We absolutely appreciate the support of Now D1 Speaks. This podcast has really grown and it just keeps getting bigger and it couldn't do that without the support of our very valuable listeners. So thank you so much. Uh, if you're interested in listening, go out and find us. We're going to be on YouTube. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify, Google, Amazon, all the indies. Again, we're Now D1 Speaks. Hope you'll find it, subscribe to it, listen to a few, give us a rating, an honest rating. I would certainly appreciate a five-star. I hope that's the way you feel about it as well. Again, thank you for your support. We're looking pretty good right now. Knock on wood, no injury happens. Um, but, you know, like I tell my guys all the time, you can look as good as you want to look, but if you don't do things the right way between the lines, you can get beat. Baseball is a sport that uh, – I don't care how talented you are or, or who's playing what position and they're the best player. Any team can beat you at any given time if you let them. Um, and so for me to, to build, here's that trust again, you know, a new coach late in the summer. Um, they don't know too much about me. Uh, so this is where the trust came into, into play here. Um, and so here we are. Um, I think we're going to be have, I think, you know, on paper we look really strong. Um, I've got two Division One commits already, um, and you know we may have six or seven more um, during the spring. So we, we should be pretty good. Um, but once again, you got to take care of business on the field um, and, and wait for that last pitch to be made. And hopefully, we're on the winning side of it. So let's talk a little about recruiting, and uh, especially at the level that you're at right now. What what is it, or how can a prospect really get on your radar? What is it that would attract you to them? And then as you're going through the recruiting process, maybe kind of give us a couple of red flags where maybe somebody's got the skill set, they've got the grades, they're in the right area. Everything makes sense, but there's just something that's not going to really help your culture if they were on the field. Well, recruiting's a really big 
Um, it, for us, recruiting is really big. And I, you know, I'm blessed to have some really great coaches who have been with me um, as players at Mission College. And when they hung them up, they're now coaches with me. And they're still with me to this date. Um, so I'm only as good as my coaches. And, you know, my coaches know what kind of player I look for. They know, they know what kind of player I want. Um, and they go hunting for it. And when they find it, they send it to me or they have me go out and look at it. And either I'll be like, yay or nay. Um, and for me, I just – the one thing that stands out to me is the character of the kid. What kind of kid is he? Is he smiling because he's four for four? Does he smile when he's over four? Is he having a good time because they're winning and he's having success? Is he having a good time when he's not having success and his team is losing? And so these are things I look for. It's not about how many hits you get. It's not about hitting 500. It's not about any of that or how many strikeouts you have as a pitcher. I want athletes. I want competitive athletes. I want athletes that have the drive to get better, coachable, which this day and age now, it's getting harder and harder to coach. You got social media. You got all the coaches on social media. Some have clout. Some don't. Um, Being able to coach kids. Well, I saw this drill on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Um, uh, It's like, guys, like, I get what you're going with this. I, I understand I mean, that's that whole new school way, right? Let's just hook yourself up to a machine and let's just make a running start at 10 feet and chuck the ball as hard as you can in the screen and let's say 98 on the radar gun. That's all great, but that's not, that's not pitching. And, and so these are the things that we see. And so when I see my coaches will find some guys like that, they'll send it to me. If I see stuff like that, I kind of tend to stay away from it um, just because I don't know what kind of player they're going to be when they get here. If it's not always about the, the 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 video feed you get or you know the the stats in the in the track man all that stuff we have all that we use it to our we use it here at West Valley but we use it in a different way um, but you know to be able to see a kid can is this kid coachable is this kid gonna take criticism because right now what you get is if you if you say the wrong thing to a kid or a player. They'll leave because they can't take criticism. Well, life is life is going to hit you in so many different ways that um, if you can't take criticism from a coach, you're probably not going to take it from your boss, uh, and you may not be you may be without a job. And so I, I, I kind of make sure when I go to these games, I, I really watch swings. Obviously, I'm watching all that. I'm watching you know um, the way they move. Are, are they athletic? But then I dive a little deeper and I say, okay, what? let me go do some more research on the player. Um, sometimes I'll sneak out to a couple practices because I want to see what kind of practice player you are just because if you're getting after in a practice, you're my kind of player. Um, but if you're over there screwing around in practice, just messing around, not trying to get better, you're probably not going to play for me just because you're going to be that same player when you get to me. And I, I, once again, I, I want the player that has determination, drive and the winning in the winning way uh, and not being able to fail uh, and th- those are the players we look for and, and like I said my coaches do a great job finding me players they know what I like I like team speed 
I like to hit. We're off. We're offense. Um, I love offense. Oh God, do I love offense? Um, but the team speed is what I like because I was I was a fast guy, and you can't you can't defend speed or teach it. Um, so you, my my coaches do a great job finding my players I like, and and so far it's been it's been good. Hey, you mentioned earlier your current roster. You've already got a couple of guys that are committed, and and you're thinking there may be a handful more that are probably going to be committed during the season. How important and how much time are you and your coaches really working on helping your current roster get committed to four-year schools? We're we're on it constantly. Um, my my coaches and I do a great job. We have. Um, coach Gabe Cruz uh, and, and Coach D Brown. He's my pitching coach, former player. Uh, he's on his first year here with me. Um, was a scout for the Tigers and recently hung those up just to, to step away from the game for a little bit. Um, so he's with me. Um, they really have a good eye of. They're they're my guys to bring in my players, and then myself and, and Coach Kai um, were the guys to get them out. Um, so we're constantly on the phone with four year schools with pro guys. Um, we're, we, you know, we, I was on the phone yesterday with a few, um, so we're constantly trying to help our guys out. But, you know, one thing we do tell our guys is you have to be really open to more than just division one. I know everyone thinks they're a division one player. I understand that. I was in their shoes once too. So I get that. But the way, you know, division one is looking now with transfer portals and all that, um, you gotta have to kind of open your door to D2s, D3s, NAIA schools. And I know it may not look good on your Instagram account. I tell my players all the time and social media accounts, you know, may not look because you're supposed to be a division one guy. Just because if you're not a division one guy doesn't mean you're not a good player. And there's still guys that get drafted out of all the other programs, all the other um, D2s, D3s, NAIAs. It's just not division one guys getting drafted. But the biggest thing for, for, for those, for my players to understand, which I preach to them all the time, is you need to be realistic on where you want to go. And you got to make sure your game fits that program's mold. If not, you're no good. You, you won't go there. And so we really make sure our guys, you know, we want to list the schools that they want to go to. And I tell them, just don't give me five Division One schools. You know, if you're going to give me 10 schools, you know, give me your top first and then work your way all the way down to uh, the, down the ladder to the NAIA school, too. And give me all schools involved um, because, you know, you might want to open up, you know, a door because that game fits right there. Your game fits that school and it's a D2, but you're going to get scholarship money. Your parents aren't going to have to pay for school. You're going to continue your academic uh, and, and um, athletic career and you're going to continue to play the baseball and go to school. And you're going to start every Friday night because you're the number one starter, where if you go to a D1, you may not even be a starting pitcher. So these are things that we have to talk to our guys constantly about. Um, you know, is, does your game fit the mole you want to go to? And if not, then we got to look somewhere else. And it's, for, it's very important for myself and my coaches to be very transparent and honest with our players. Um, and that's one thing why I think we have success, too, because we don't sugarcoat nothing with our guys. We're going to tell you up front what's going on. We're going to tell you exactly what you need to do to change your game. Once again, it's not personal, I tell them. It's just I'm, I'm coaching. And if you can't take my criticism, you're not going to go very far past me. And I want to see you go past me. I want to see you on TV one day. And I want to go watch you play on TV one day or go watch you at a stadium. So those are some messages that you know we constantly tell our players uh, when it comes to recruiting stuff. 
and they, you know, they, they kind of look at you kind of funny, like, oh, no, I'm D1, I'm D1. And now they're sitting back like, you know what, coach, you're right. Um, I, I don't, my game doesn't fit that mold, but I'm going to go to this D2 school uh, and, and I'm going to be successful and I'm going to continue my playing career and my academics and I'm happy. And that's the main thing they have to, they have to understand is happiness. They got to be happier where they, where they go. Coach Hill, this has been a fantastic conversation. I, I just can't thank you enough for hopping on with us and, and walking through your experiences. And I keep thinking to myself, it's a shame. It's just one podcast. I, you know, I'm thinking about your playing experience, your coaching experience, your, your recruiting knowledge. I mean, we could easily have three or four podcast you know in, in the future and man I, I tell you i hope we're able to stay in touch and who knows i would love for you to come back if the schedule ever worked out and but more importantly i mean thank you so much for being on today and and i hope that you've you, that you've enjoyed today as well oh i i can't thank you enough man I was, this was it was awesome um and i appreciate you reaching out to me and absolutely man we can do more of these as we go um and uh you know i I, like I said, I, I have the uniform on still, Alan, and, um, you know, it's fun and I enjoy it. It's never a dull moment. Um, you know, and I got my own kids in, in the game now too. So I'm able to coach my, my high school son now a little bit different, um, starting to get him on the right track. Um, and you know, to, to be a dad with him too. And that's another thing, you know, when I go to all these games for my kids, um, I, I do it with my own guys too. And I think it's really important um, is when you go watch your kids play, like I, my son will come home, dad, what do I do? Dad, what do I do? Let's go have, get something to eat, man. Let's talk. Let's go have some food. And I won't even talk the baseball game to him. I won't even tell him what he was doing wrong. I just wanted to be his dad. And, you know, with my players, even here after our games here too, they want to talk about their swings. And I say, man, we'll talk about that tomorrow, man. Let's enjoy yourself. Have fun doing it. Um, and just, just take it all in, man. Uh, and that's my message that I'm going to tell everybody or any listeners out there, um, you know, that, that may be listening to this. You just enjoy yourself, enjoy the game, trust your coaches, and, uh, and, and smile, man, because this game is pretty cool. And you can make a lot of money if, you, if, you, if you're in that right position, man. And um, it's a kid's game. Be a kid, have fun, smile, enjoy yourself, and just, you know, love your teammates, man. Man, that's tremendous advice right there. And and I, I do want to ask you, hey, if you have time, I'd love to ask you just one more question. Absolutely. And I think you were – and thank you. And I think you were just kind of really going into it when you were bringing up your son, uh, 16 years old. Is is your is your son a, a sophomore in college? Would that be – I mean, in uh, high school, is that correct? Uh, he's, a, he's a very young junior. He's a junior. He's super young. Well, the question, Very I, young you know, and kind of thinking about your own son uh, as well. The question that I want to ask you is, is geared toward high school kids and their parents mm -hmm. as well, but really high school prospects. And I'm thinking more of the grade level, like a freshman, ninth grade. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just getting into high school. And you know what? They're really good at baseball. And, and they have faults of playing baseball for as long as they've got the ability to play. What what would you really give advice to those prospects as ninth graders that they could do today that would really kind of set them up for long-term success? Well, you know, for me, 
um, and, and even with my own son, uh, and I guess I got three of them, but you know, Bobby is my oldest at 16 and he's a junior. Um, and I'll do the same thing with my son, Kane and my son, Camden, if they just decide to continue to play baseball. But I, I here, I'm old school, man. Um, there was things I allowed my son to do baseball wise when he was playing and there's things I don't let him do. And, um, some people think I'm crazy, but you know what? It worked and it's going to continue to work. And, you know, my son, I'll be honest with you, Alan has never gone to any showcase, anything that you see all these kids doing on social media. Um, and everyone asked me why. Why does he need to? If he works hard, he instills the work ethic that I want him to have, which he does. Um, he's young. Um, things will happen when he hits his marks. You're going to see his jump, his game jump. And I told my son um, last year, I said, you know, you're a sophomore now. Um, and he got really sick last year around this time. Um, I mean, he almost couldn't, wasn't allowed to play baseball. He had... Um, he caught pneumonia and had some collapsed lungs and um, he got cleared for trial for varsity tryouts one week, a week before tryouts. He lost 22 pounds. These are things that people, you know, didn't realize, you know, to, so, you know, for him, I told him your junior will be your most important year. Well, yeah, but dad, um, you know, this kid's committed at ninth grade. I don't care. Well, this kid's ranked this number in the state of California. He's like the sixth ranked uh, shortstop. I don't care. It's just a number. I these parents are paying three, four, five thousand dollars for tournaments and showcases so they can get a number. Awesome. That's not you. That's not what we're doing. We're gonna go take ground balls. We're gonna hit fungos to you. I'm gonna go flip flip to the cage. We're gonna do our T work. I'm gonna throw a BP to you on you or throw a BP to you. We're gonna go to the weight room. We're gonna work out. You're going to, you know, you're going to do it this way. And this way will get you where you need to be. It was very hard for him to understand it, honestly, when all his friends and teammates and everyone's, you know, going to these showcases and this tournament and that tournament. And I held tight to what I, what I believed in. And I think he understands now because, um, you know, this year he, he didn't play travel ball. He, he was able to play on a scout team for the Tigers, uh, Detroit Tigers scout team. And, you know, he played, he was supposed to be on the year 25 class and he stayed on the 24s. And I think there's 18 players on that team. 12 of them are division one commits as of today. And my son being one of them. And I could not be thankful enough. And it's the summer he had. And just the other night he told me, you know, dad, I, I really appreciate, you know, everything, you know, you've taught me. And I said, I told you there's, there's a reason behind everything. And with you, um, you're my son. You know, I, once again, I'm, I'm teaching you no different than I teach my college kids. And he's, with, he's out here with my college guys almost every day. Um, and so just there are phases in the players' games. And until you can hit that phase, there's not a, there's not a showcase or a ranking that's going to put a number on you when you're not where you need to be yet. And a number doesn't determine or dictate where you're going to, what you're going to do in baseball or where you're going to go. But this day and age, that's what all these kids worry about. 
oh, that kid's ranked in this class, and that kid's ranked number, you know, 30th in the state of California, and this kid's supposed to be a first-round draft. This kid's committed to this school. And I, I, I would always tell him, I don't care. You're worrying about things that doesn't matter. You don't worry about that stuff. You worry about what you do behind closed doors. Are you willing to work to be successful? Are you willing to fail but yet continue to work because hard work will beat out a ranked number or a committed player when they're in ninth grade because those players get comfortable, they get complacent, they don't want to work, and they've never failed. That's, how, that's what I've instilled in my son. And this year, he had a great summer. And, you know, he almost followed, <laughs> followed my footsteps to Miami. Um, but he committed to Cal State Fullerton. Um, and so I couldn't be more proud of him. And, you know, his work ethic to this day still doesn't change. Like, he's still out here. He's still at nighttime hitting in cages at 10 o'clock at night, getting up at, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning working out. That's what I told him was going to take for you to get, have a chance to play this game. Not going to a showcase, getting a ranked number, or what tournament you're going to go to, or how much money we're going to spend so someone can rank you. Means nothing to me. That's what I kind of taught my own son, and I'll teach my other two kids, and what I instill in my players at the college level. You know, it's, and I know we kind of maybe go off the topic a little bit with going back to my college team, is we worry about nobody but what, what's on our chest. And that's what I tell my players at West Valley. I don't care what other schools are doing. I don't care what player they have. I don't care they have this guy that throws 94, 95. I don't want to hear about any other program. I just worry about what's in front of me, and that's my players at West Valley. Let's worry about us. Because if you, like, like I tell my son and I tell my players, if people are talking about you, they're worried. If people are talking about you or us, they're not working. You go work, let them talk. You worry about what's on our chest. West Valley, and for my son, you worry about what you're, what, what you're about and what you're doing. And right now, his focus is how does he get his high school team on the winning track again? I think I've done a good job with them. And I think I do a great job with my players because they, they believe into it now. They won't pick up social media. They won't look at what other schools have. They, they figured it out that Coach Bobby does not care about anybody but us. And that's the kind of the mindset my son has and the kind of the mindset my players have. And it's worked. Tremendous advice right there, Coach Hill. And I don't think you've done a good job. I know you've done a great job, man. I have enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed this evening. Again, thank you so much for taking some time out and hopping on. You are absolutely going to have some impact on our core audience, no question in my mind. So thank you so much. Well, hey, thank you so much. and look forward to doing it again with you. I really do. Well, thank you. Me too. And with if that, anybody has any questions or need to reach out to me, um, feel free to do it. I'm, you know, I'm here to help everybody. Um, and, you know, that's the part of me that I just want to keep giving back because I think giving back is the only way I know how to, 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 to be as a person um, and as a coach and as a mentor is, as much feedback as I can give or help a, a player out uh, and be successful, I want to be able to do it. Man, that is awesome. Thank you so much. And I can't think of a better way to uh, end our show than with that. So good night. Hey, let me ask you something. 
Are you ready to dominate at the plate this season? Blast Baseball is the number one hitting improvement solution, trusted by more major league, college, and travel ball teams than any other. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Metrics are automatically sent to a smartphone app, generating insights that allow you to analyze and improve your hitting like never before. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 and you will save $25 at checkout. Unlock your potential with Blast. Blast.